Hey there, and thank you for joining me, um, your host, Manaima, for another episode of Empower You. This episode, we're going to talk about meditation. I usually, I have this conversation on a regular basis. Um, there's, I don't know if there's a day that goes by that I'm not talking to someone about meditation, the importance of it, the benefits of it, how it's changed my life, why I believe everybody on the planet should learn how to uh, incorporate meditation in their daily lives. And today was no different. <laughs> so I met a young man and um, we began talking and and. Anyone who engages me in conversation, but it, it usually comes back to meditation just because it, it really is connected to everything that we do. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to share with you what I share with everyone I talk to. Um, meditation, I am very, very passionate about sharing the benefits of meditation with as many people as I possibly can. And the reason is because um, I have experienced severe bouts of depression um, and um, just a deep, deep sadness. And there were, you know, I, I, I lost my sister and my mother and I was married and separated before I was 22 years old. So, and lost my mother with, and my sister within two years, um, of each other. So that, in addition to being married and separated and then just feeling so alone, left me in a very dark place. And I, I kept going and trying to keep going the way it seemed like everybody else just kept going. So I kept trying to just keep on getting up and and going like everyone else. Um, but I also began to develop an ulcer and I also was not sleeping well and I also cried a lot. Um, it was, it was a very, very difficult time. (laughs) It was quite a few, quite a few years. I was very, very, very down. Um, in the midst of all of that, a lot of the habits that my mother had, I picked up on, thank God. So I'm an avid reader and I was, I've always been an entrepreneur. So that always had me around high energy people, which helped me to um, not stay down consistently. But there was that, um, as I learned as time went on, that bipolar thing. I, I didn't know what that meant. You know, when you describe to people um, sudden outbursts of anger, Um, I've heard therapists and and other people say, oh, is the person bipolar? Well, it's not just bouts of anger and frustration and lashing out. If you have extremes of extreme highs where you're happy and you're smiling and you're everything is wonderful, (laughs) like the Lego movie, everything is awesome. (laughs) You got everything is wonderful. And then you you sink into these depths of sadness that are just so dark that they're almost indescribable that's bipolar because that's going from one extreme to another and that's what I was I was not so much lashing out at anyone in anger or frustration but I was putting on a face on a daily basis 
attempting to continue on with my life um, in spite of the indescribable and absolutely excruciating pain of loss and void in my life. So um, I'm going to take a break here and when I come back I'm going to get into um, some of the other things that I experienced along my journey and um, share with you when I actually did begin meditating. So please stay tuned and I'll be right back. Alrighty, so thank you again for coming back to listening to um, the Empower You podcast with me, your host, Minaima. Um, as I was saying before the break, I had experienced um, trauma in a nutshell, quite a bit of emotional trauma that I had no idea how to deal with um, at all. And I took suggestions and I read books and I talked to people and I spoke with pastors and I went to therapy and I did a few things, quite a few things. Um, And although they were something to do, other than laying down and just sleeping and, you know, um, handling depression the way I saw my mother handle depression, which was sleep. You know, um, that's that's as much as I saw sleep and gone in a nutshell. I did not really get a chance to see her um, so much, but that's a, that's another story. So this part of the podcast, I'd like to share with you um, again, like I said, when those things occurred in my life, when my and it started before my sister before my mother passed, a year before my mother passed, my sister was diagnosed with a, um, a brain tumor in my, and when I was in my senior year of high school. She was a freshman in high school. We were three years apart. And so I'm not gonna get into all the details. You'll have to read the book. <laughs> um, it's coming out later in the year. And, um, but, and as my in a as my in my senior year at Mount Vernon High School, my sister was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and in um, less than a week, she was scheduled for brain surgery, which um, is is very serious. No matter who has it at what age, um, and it, it doesn't matter whether it's sudden or you have a couple of weeks to think about it it doesn't really matter it's it's an it's an extenuating circumstance that creates an incredible amount of um emotional instability and grief you know so um that was this that was what my my whole family was enthralled in this emotional um situation and so then she had the surgery and she had chemotherapy and she had radiation and she had blood transfusions. She had another surgery and she lost all of her hair and she lost weight and she was a, a very healthy, beautiful, um, athletic freshman in high school with a lot of friends. And then this happened. So that is what occurred at that time. It was devastating to say the least and very difficult to um to 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 deal with i look back on it and it's it's just 
it's just a very that's a, again another podcast but it's very very difficult to even look back on it and say wow I survived those things because the emotions were just immeasurable you it is just unless you have gone through anything similar to that it's difficult to even understand imagine what that was like not just for me but for my mother for my sister for my aunt for my father for my siblings for my for the students in school for her for her friends you know my neighbors it just everybody involved it was affected and it was um it was very very difficult that was my senior year in high school the following year that occurred in january of uh, 1987 january of 1988 uh, i went to a party and came home and found my mother had passed away so needless to say we were still all reeling from all of the health challenges that we all had to kind of come together and help my sister through and then this happened so it was um another hit if you will before we even before I was even able to kind of get my bearings at all it was like what okay um and again, I'm leaving out a lot because this this podcast is really more about meditation and how it helps. But I feel the need to share, to fill in the details of where I was mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, so that you understand how powerful meditation is. And when I say it saved my life, I mean it with every fiber of my being that I do believe that meditation, the learning how to use it on a daily basis, actually being willing to implement it as a practice in my life, saved my life. And um, I'm going to take another break, but I'll be right back. Thanks again for listening into this Empower You podcast about meditation with your host, Minaima. Um, okay, so we went from my senior year of high school. My sister was diagnosed with a brain tumor, which we ultimately found out was malignant, which means that it was cancerous. So she had a cancerous brain tumor. Um, not that there's any good place to have cancer, but of the places, you know, I would expect that the brain would probably be the very last on the list if you had a choice of of we have um, this this terrible um, challenge I'll I'll say um, so that happened and then a year later almost to the day that my sister was diagnosed my mother passed away um, when I was in my first year of college. So just bringing you back to the moment when I realized that my mother was gone, my first immediate thought was, oh my God, I'm going to have to plan a double funeral because telling my sister who was already going through the worst time of her life that her support system, her mother was gone, was like, I couldn't even, I, I just just it was just unreal absolutely unreal um okay fast forward I meet someone I got married it was kind of like yeah that's something other than trauma and 
destruction and devastation yeah let's do that literally that was my attitude okay that's something better than what the hell is going on in my life right now so I got married um and later that year my sister passed and then another year after that I got separated so again I'm sharing the story in bits and pieces just to give you an idea of where I was emotionally mentally physically spiritually in my life at the time how where where what I know of depression what I know of trauma what I know of of devastation of my entire immediate family um it's it's very personal to me I know what it is like and what is real is pain is pain period so it's not that my pain is bigger, worse, deeper, larger, more important than anybody else's. But I share my story so that you know that I am intimately familiar with the darkest places of the spirit um, and, and, and why I champion meditation so much. And I know there are people who... Um, have other things that they hold on to I'll put it that way that have made the difference in their life and this is what did it for me I'll put it that way I am a believer um I know that God is real but I don't understand God the way that most people do I have a clearer in my opinion I have a clearer um less adulterated version if you will and I I don't say that to insult anyone but I just believe that God is a lot more um intimate when we're quiet and again that all goes back to meditation um okay so those things happened that was all in before I was 22 23 years old um so needless to say it was um quite traumatic I was blessed to have an aunt my mother's maternal um my mother's father's sister um, who had been in my life all my life and in my mother's life all of her life and all of my grandfather's life and so they um, she was there for me food shelter and clothing and I don't say that as if that's not important um, because without those things I do not know where I would be today um, just knowing that I had a place to lay my head <laughs> was um, huge because I really didn't know which way was up or what, what direction I was going in or, or anything. And I heard people tell me what I should do. You should do this and you should go to school and you should do this and you got to keep a job and you got to and you got to and you should and you got to and you should. And it was just very, very um, difficult for me to move through those transitions. So again, fast forward through marriage, children, divorce, um, a second time, <laughs> um, after my third child was born is when I found, um, when I became more intimately involved with meditation, when I was actually introduced to it in a way that made sense to me. Um, um, also, I don't know, I guess it was just explained to me in a way that um, made you know made me want to look into it again I'm like okay well I've tried just about everything else that I know to try 
it can't hurt let me see what this is about so I did and what I have come to learn about meditation like I said before um, in no uncertain terms has changed my life not just changed my life but saved my life and I'll go into those details when we get back from this break Thanks again for tuning into this Empower You podcast with your host, Manaima. Um, this podcast is about meditation. Um, I told part of my story. I tried to do it as quickly as I could, guys, um, so as not to hold up, you know, take up too much of your time. But I really want to get to the part where I started meditating. So I explained to you what happened to me um, when I began to really when I became depressed and the challenges that had occurred in my life, I did not share with you how difficult they were. It was very, it was difficult for me to sleep. It was difficult for me to wake up. Um, it hurt for me to do anything. It didn't matter if it was a birthday party or a wedding celebration. It didn't matter what it was. I was always reduced to tears after the event. No matter how much fun I had, no matter how many people were there, no matter how much, you know, I enjoyed it, it was almost, it was painful no matter what I did. Every emotion I had was painful. Um, so that, that made it be very difficult to continue on. So I, at, at, right now is where I'll share that the experiences that I had kept my mind going. I was um, always pretty high energy anyway, but when those things happened, when my sister got sick and then my mother passed and then I met someone and got married, I had a big wedding and then we got separated. Um, that doesn't even include my, my little, you know, teenage quote unquote relationship that I had um, to add to all of the other dramas that were going on I mean I, it, it's it's very interesting that not until just a few weeks ago I'm writing my book now and a few weeks ago it occurred to me that I completely blocked out another entire part of my life that was going on at the time in my family my mother had taken in her niece and nephew because her sister was unable to care for them at the time so it wasn't just me senior in high school my sister freshman in high school sick now um going through all kinds of challenges and uh, fighting battling cancer go undergoing treatment but we and my aunt I'm sorry at that time was then just shy of 80 years old um in addition to my stepfather was living in the house in addition to my two young cousins who were under five, one of which who had physical um, special needs. All of this was going on at the same time. When my mother passed, um, literally, I think it had to be a day or two after the funeral, the state came and took my cousins out of the house. That was, that was so traumatic. I didn't even recall it until a few weeks ago. That's how painful that was to lose my mother and my sister still be sick and my aunt is 80 and the children had to leave oh it was it was it was it was it was a lot it was a lot um okay I'm really trying to get to the meditation part 
Um, okay. So after my third child was born, she was about three years old when I um, was introduced to meditation. That's another story. I'm not going to get into it. We're already <laughs> 20 minutes in, guys. Um, so I began meditating. I started with five minutes. At least I attempted to start with five minutes. And then I had to reduce that to one minute um, and began to realize how uncomfortable I was just sitting still. Just sitting still. Doing nothing. Because every part of me was like, what are you doing? Something needs to be done. Somebody might need you. Somebody might see you. Sitting still? You can't sit still. There's too much to be done. Dishes need to be washed. Cars could be washed. You could go and you could vacuum the floor. You could go outside and, and till the soil. You could go help Aunt Susie hang up the clothes. You could do something. You could help do something. You need to be helping to do something. You cannot be sitting still. And I don't remember exactly how long it was before I literally had to out loud say... That was a that was one of the first things that I noticed about myself that I always felt like I needed to be doing something that I had to be doing something not only that I had to be doing something but I felt guilty if I wasn't doing something and it didn't even matter that I felt guilty if I wasn't doing something that even if I was doing something I didn't feel like it was good enough these are the things that began to come up for me when I first began to meditate um, after I got into the habit of it on a daily basis, just the five minutes, I, I would add to it. After a couple of weeks, I would go up to 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and 20 minutes. And then I began to teach my children um, how to do it. And what meditation is, in case you are unfamiliar with it, I know I had heard the term um, many times, but I did not know exactly what meditation was. And my understanding of meditation, the basic understanding of meditation is that it's just bringing your attention to the to the moment to the current moment and that may sound simplistic however if you think about it if you're washing dishes how how fully present are you I know I've washed dishes and thought about things that I did yesterday something I was supposed to do another day something I should be doing tomorrow a bill that needs to be paid something else I need to be done after it what's going to be for dinner who I spoke to what they said oh and all of the other traumas that I shared with you all of those things were constantly going I used the term like a hamster wheel in my mind I had at least four or five of those going at the same time simultaneously on a daily basis every minute of every day every single day that's how my mind worked and I didn't think that there was anything I could do about it I just thought that I didn't even think that I didn't even think to think about it it just was the way that I functioned which is the way most people do you just keep going the way you go because you don't realize that you have any way of changing that reality but we do we are absolutely empowered with exactly what needs to be done and the crazy thing is because we feel like um, changing something means doing something meditation seems very counterproductive <laughs> that I can say but the reality is it is one of the most um, valuable gifts you can give yourself and I'm not an expert on the Bible, but there is a scripture that says, be still and know 
that I am God. So now we hear about all the other scriptures and what to do and how to do it and all of the things that help us guide our guide ourselves through life but that be still part that's the meditation that's what I discovered that's what I learned the meditation is the be still part and the be still part doesn't mean just sitting still it's not just sitting still because your mind is still working it's always working The challenge we have is understanding that although we cannot control the thoughts that come, the thoughts that come through our mind are directly related to the experiences that we have in the physical, on this planet, in in our lifetime. And oftentimes, other people's lifetimes, our parents, we hear their stories and we hear, we read books and we watch movies and all of the other things that we incorporate in our understanding create thoughts. They just come. You cannot control them. There's nobody that can control their thoughts. However, what we can do is control how much attention, how much focus, how much energy we give to each thought. And that is the magic. When I discovered that, and also earlier on, I used to describe it and explain when I learned that I did not have to have an emotion for every thought that I had, that was empowering. That was, that was the life-changing part for me because I was reliving my traumas. And not deliberately, not because I enjoyed it, because I didn't know that I didn't have to. It was something that just was happening because I had, I had a trauma. I had post-traumatic stress. I was devastated. Devastated. The two people who had been in my life all my life were gone. Suddenly. And I didn't know how to move past that. So when I began meditating, I realized I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then I became, I can, you can say I became addicted to it, but addiction has a negative connotation. So what I say instead is that it's become a part of me it's become a part of my life it is my go-to you know um some people go get a drink after work they have a glass of wine or they'll go smoke a cigarette or a joint or whatever it is so you know we we are creatures of habit so it doesn't matter whether the thing that you do is good for you or bad for you or beneficial or detrimental it doesn't really matter what it is if you do it frequently enough it becomes a habit in which case it then becomes a program and that's another podcast but the meditation is what I used to break that habit of overthinking to break that habit of depression to break that habit of of being sad and feeling down and feeling raw if you will I I felt raw you know like everything affected me And I don't know that I'm a lot different than I was outside of knowing that I don't have to have an emotion attached to every thought that I have. So meditation is now part of my life and I'm passionate about it because I do believe in my heart of hearts that not just in my heart. I'm sorry, I need to retract that. That is how I feel about it for me personally. However, there is um, scientific and documentation of the medical benefits of meditation okay meditation is more effective than medication 
that is documented. Um, it is it is more effective than Prozac. That is documented. It's more effective than probably every medication that's created in a laboratory. And I'm not saying that for anybody to stop taking their medication. I have to say that. But the reality is, um, yeah. And you can Google it. Check it out on your own. Don't just Google anything. Go to the um, the websites for the Mayo Clinic and all the Google meditation and then see how many reputable um, resources there are, reputable statistics there are, stories, uh, not just stories, but um, surveys that have been done and studies that have been done proving the effectiveness of meditation. Um, and there are no side effects. Absolutely no side effects. Any medication that you take, there is a side effect for medication, period. Because it's something that's foreign going in your body. It's go- It may take care of the headache, but it's going to give you something else. Tylenol, you cannot take Tylenol every day without affecting your liver. And I'm sure other things. But when we get in the habit of the quick fix, then we are not um, really delving into the power that resides inside of you and I mean that sincerely so that is why meditation is so very important to me I will do another podcast on meditation and it will be more about the meditation than my story but I just really felt it was very important for me to share with you part of my story at least so that you um, do understand that I I understand (laughs) in a nutshell. So I thank you again for sharing this moment with Minaima. Thank you so very much for tuning into the Empower You podcast. And um, please like and share. Please, please, please like and share. I am full and will be sharing more um, and more as the days go on. Thank you again and have a great day.